Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to the 909 Podcast. It is myself, 909, and Andrea Cleary, back with another episode of our little music podcast. Andrea, how are you? How's I'm it very going? good. Sorry, you caught me at the end of a yawn there. Um, I'm <laughs> very good. It is, it's another Thursday morning record, so yes, we're feeling so we're, fun. We're, we're both doing grand, yeah. So uh, we thought we'd do something a bit different. Uh, I've kind of been enjoying the... Um, the last uh, the couple of different specials we've done recently, really, which is basically, you know, um, we did a, a spooky music one. Uh, we did a, a kind of a pep talk with new, new artists and just like as it's kind of a bit quieter than normal in terms of new releases, we thought it might be nice to uh, do something a bit different. So on this episode, we're going to actually we, we asked around, uh, we put out a call for some uh, new music and um, from new artists who uh, were happy for us to feature and talk about their music on this podcast. And uh, also we dipped into the Irish at 909.com folder. So basically every week I probably get about 300, uh, maybe more, I don't know. I'd say realistically probably 150 irish tracks sent to me every week and you know that's a lot of music to get sent and you know a lot of it goes into the irish tracks of the week which is kind of new emerging irish music um and that's and then some of it goes to the playlist and some of it goes onto the site on its own as videos or premieres but what i really wanted to do this time around was just kind of give a bit more of the uh 
the first part of the section that happens before anyone else really sees it. And that's just us listening to the tracks and kind of making decisions on what we like and what we don't like, and maybe trying to give some honest uh, feedback. Because I think, you know, I mean, generally with 9 or 9, what I feature on the site is stuff that uh, we all like. And <clears throat> same with the podcast mostly. So I thought it would be nice to maybe not going to not going to be mean to any bands but we are going to just kind of uh give you a glimpse into the process of what it is like for us to talk about music that maybe is brand new and what we look for and what we like about it and um so yeah just kind of a perspective on those things so we have 12 songs we're going to discuss from a uh, new irish artists um a big variation of stuff um but other than that, um, Andrea, have you any anything you uh, you've been up to lately? Anything you'd like to share? I'll show you. Well, so it's a show. It's show and tell update. Scarf update. It's a very. It's an actual scarf. It's a scarf. <laughs> it's knitted and it's done and it fits me. Look at that. Ah, uh, it. This only took me two days. It's my first project that I finished because I kept like either making it too wide or too thin and I just I've just never finished a knitting project despite the fact that I'm at knitting about a month now so I'm very proud of myself and this is my reason to be cheerful this week so I'm going to take it on its maiden voyage to Aldi after the podcast <laughs> and just hopefully get a couple of compliments um but yeah this is this is my reason to it's be a cheerful. I mean it's only over zoom but I can it looks very professional to me thank I mean, it you looks, it looks very um, well stitched. Yeah. So if there's any knitters out there, it is it's a knit stitch. So it's like a very the it's like the first stitch that you learn when you learn how to knit. And um, I'm very proud of it. And I'm ready to move on to knitting and purling now. Uh, so if anyone has some nice nice recommendations for patterns, do slide into the DMs. Um, or if you just want to talk about knitting, I'm new and very excited about it. So just get get in contact with me. Send me stuff that you've knitted. I'm I'm about this world now. I'm in. One of my reasons to be careful is that things are somewhat back to normal after last week's um, election heavy week. Uh, obviously. Oh well, that's the other main reason to be cheerful, though, isn't it? Is that Trump? Trump is sad right now. And that's, yeah. That's and the, and the four seasons landscaping thing has just given me so much uh, joy. Uh, uh, in the last so week. Good. So I've been really enjoying that. Uh, but also, uh, it was very hard for us to focus on anything last week uh, in in any real terms, I felt. So we did take a week off last week for that reason. We were supposed to review the Ariana Grande album and I just hadn't slept in two nights because of the election. And just listening to Ariana Grande didn't feel right to me at the time. And I just wasn't in the right space to review that album. So I'm glad I didn't, because I don't think I would have given it a fair shot. Um, it was just election brain all week. And I honestly feel like I haven't really recovered. Like I didn't really sleep very much last week. My brain just felt like a fried egg. So yeah, catching up now. Yeah, um, well, that was good. It's, I'm glad it's over now, but... Uh, uh... We've all been through the ringer with John King and all. Um, but uh, another reason to be cheerful was um, the performance of from For Those I Love, which was the debut live performance from For Those I Love on Jewels last week, which was shot in um, Smock Alley. And uh, just a very cool, nice debut to see uh, David Balfe um, bring that project into a live fruition in some way. 
and uh, it was an, it was a week for good uh, video stuff actually the last few days we had James Vince McMorrow playing his new song Gone in the Palace Bar in Dublin which was uh, for Stephen Colbert which was interesting and then of course the breakout star of the year CMAT uh, performing uh, I Want to Be a Cowboy Baby as well and she was on the den did you see that? She was on today. I, I, I haven't seen the whole episode, but I saw the clip of her singing Islands in the Stream with Dust in the Turkey, and it was just magical. Yeah, Absolutely so in magical. case anyone missed this, the den is is back for a short run of, I guess, nostalgia-driven Sunday evening um, programming. And uh, so they have some musical guests on it, as well as their, their usual... Um, I don't know what else they were doing. What I saw they were doing was the lyrics board stuff, the quizzes and call people calling in and stuff like that. Just looked like good old fashioned fun. Just a bit of madness. Yeah, Love it. exactly. Exactly. So um, I, before we continue, I'd just like to say um, a big thank you to our Patreon subscribers. Um, I am had to buy some new equipment at the very last minute um, today. Uh, just because it's broken, the 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 uh, audio device I use for recording our podcast is uh, broke down on me after about six years of use. So uh, thanks to Patreon members, I am able to turn that around and buy a new one. So if you do want to support us, it's patreon.com forward slash nine or nine doing playlists every week um i've one going up shortly um for subscribers all kind of new music and then um what did we do recently i had a an Ita- i have an italo one on the way i keep saying that but i really do <laughs> i will finish it i swear um and uh, we did the i had a halloween one recently um so look there's there's things going up there pretty regularly so do keep an eye out on that and andrea has a sub stack which is a newsletter. I do. And I have to thank my Substack supporters because I am able to pay my electricity bill this month. <laughs> so genuinely, you are helping to quite literally keep the lights on for me. So thank you so much. And um, some new people have subscribed and uh, one or two people like did the yearly subscription, which I was like, oh my God, wow, I really have to keep this going now. So um, yeah, no, it means a lot for everybody to... Uh, to have subscribed to that so thank you all so so much uh, and if you want to subscribe it's substack.com so no andrea cleary substack.com i will learn that link off at some stage um but yeah you can go and read yeah this. very good very good um so that is andrea cleary substack.com so yeah do check that out um okay um so we're going to do our demo dip vibe i guess demo is probably the wrong word but it's just kind of an indicator of like these are new artists releasing new music no one really releases demos anymore unless they're jay, jay paul so uh so what we're going to do is we're going to play uh, a selection of 12 songs and uh, all from Irish artists uh, we're going to discuss them and talk a little bit about uh, what we think of them uh, our first track is from an artist called Connor Thornton and uh, he's actually featured on the site before um, I will play a bit of this song it is called uh, Meta Number 4 and uh, to give you a flavour of it Among the killers and the lovers in their pride Foot on the leather, she lounged, looking unimpressed, and climbed into my fantasies as the night undressed. And sometimes I wonder if you ever 
song out called the car bar i believe um, and very much like well the first thing that strikes me about this is that it's very much um arctic monkeys tranquility based hotel and casino vibes which is what i said back yeah the other song on this i mean it even there is the story behind this you know uh, release schedule or the, the the kind of clutch of, of releases i don't think it's a it might be an ep ultimately but it's a connor thornton's alter ego vic valentine a, a nightclub singer who plays the lonely lounges of the fictional excess city now it's very close to the uh the vibe of uh the arctic monkeys last album but uh and it, it is both musically as well it's very loungy it's it's got that kind of like loungy sleazy rock vibe thing going on what did you make of this andrea i think i found it um yeah i definitely like initially i was like oh this is a this is a big tranquility based hotel and casino vibe and I, w- I really wasn't sure what to make of it initially. Um, and then I think, you know, reading around it and I was like, okay, he's clearly playing a character. There is clearly, I think, some level of pastiche happening here and a level of self-awareness. I'm not sure if I would have gotten that as much if I didn't know about like the character that he's playing and the fictional city and stuff. If this was just a song that I had heard, I don't know what I would have, made of it because it's not I can't place it in any kind of like tangible time or or location which which is probably good which is probably what he's going for um but for me maybe the Arctic Monkeys influence has overshadowed what I think uh is very good kind of grasp on that lounge vibe um maybe but having said that, I do find it quite fun. And I, I I find it quite funny in a way, but in in that same way that I find the Tranquility Base Hotel Casino thing kind of funny, where it's just, you know, it's hyper um, driven. It is so kind of above itself. It's so like reaching and grand that you can't not lean into how how grand it all is i suppose um yeah that's that's how i feel that's how i'm feeling about yeah. this right now yeah i like i like that uh, the competence and uh, the confidence here uh, in this song from Connor Thornton i would say maybe it's a little bit too close and thematically overall because i mean uh, to 
the comparison. It is a little bit too close in team. So I like the I like the idea of the I think that's something that the Arctic Monkeys album really explored very well is that kind of like forgotten place or the loungy kind of like place to while away the hours. And there's definitely some of that here and uh, it leans in nicely to that kind of, you know, that kind of uh, instrumentation, which is very much like almost like Twin Peaksy and, you know, it's very like, it's very Lynchy and it's kind of got that like, oh, we're, we're suspended in this room that you can't get out of kind of thing. So it has that kind of vibe to it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the plan is for Carlos Thornton for this for long term, but um, for now, it certainly uh, got my attention and uh, I'm interested to see where it goes from here. Mm. Yeah, I'd be interested to know what the what the overarching kind of story is with this with this place and to hear maybe some different uh takes on that narrative that aren't just that sort of really leaning into that kind of Nick Cave storyteller sort of voice like maybe some different perspectives from within that world because it's an interesting world and I'm I'm I I could see myself being taken in by it if I just kind of had more context around it yeah okay great that was uh connor thornton song was called meta number four up next is actually a cover um of a billy eilish song from an irish soul jazz and r&b singer called carrie baxter we thought we include the cover because um it was the most recent track sent to us but also um it's a good way of establishing what somebody sounds like so here is my future from carrie baxter focus and you don't seem to notice I'm not here I'm just a mirror You check your complexion To find your reflections all alone I had to go I've changed my plans Cause I I'm in love With my future Can't wait to meet her And I I'm in love Well now Get to know myself I know supposedly I'm lonely now No, I'm supposed to be unhappy without someone But aren't I someone? Like to be your answer 
Okay, that was Carrie Baxter. The song is called My Future, which of course is a cover of Billie Eilish. Um, Carrie Baxter says, um, My future has a stunning melody, but the lyrics were what made me fall in love with it. I resonate so deeply with everything Billie wrote in this track. I know supposedly I'm lonely now. Now I'm supposed to be unhappy without someone. But aren't I someone is my favourite line. I felt like this more times than I care to remember throughout different stages of my life. It's not said out loud enough, and I applaud her honesty in what is a very important message. So uh, by covering this, song i guess you obviously invite comparisons to um the original artist um so for me what i like about this is that um i i can i can hear where carrie baxter is coming from uh, an irish artist who has i think based in london now and you can kind of hear that kind of soulful kind of uk vibe in this cover of it um certainly in the second half where much more reveals itself I think it is quite difficult to cover a Billy Ida song and come out uh, on top, um, but maybe that's not that's not a fair thing to say uh, necessarily because it doesn't doesn't mean that's what the intention of the artist is. Maybe it's a song they wanted to cover. Um, I have listened to other Carrie Baxter songs, and there's some really interesting stuff there. What 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 I resonate yeah. most with is the voice. Yeah, I think when um, when you cover a song, it's it's sort of you know, it should it should bring something new. What what I like a lot about this cover is that she didn't change a whole lot about it. And I don't I don't tend to go in for covers of songs that are complete reimaginings unless they are doing something spectacular. I like a cover of a song to just allow me to listen to the song in a slightly new way or with a slightly new voice. I think that's exactly what she's done here. Her voice is absolutely stunning and it really, really suits this melody. I mean, especially when she kind of slips into that first chorus, you can really hear her kind of jazz chops like really coming through. I th- I think she's performed the song in a way that heightens the lyrics. Um, And, you know, she says that the lyrics with the things that resonated with her. So obviously that's the thing that she wants to draw the most attention to. I think she's done that brilliantly. Um, I've also gone up after listening. This is the first thing I've heard of hers. And after listening to this, I've listened to a few of her other tracks and um, I think she's got a really, really great sound. Um, Again, the vocals are at the center of it, but it's, it's very well produced music and very at times quite subtle and, yeah, I just I really really like this. I really like this as a cover, and I'm glad I'm, gl- I'm glad we featured the cover because I think covers can be written off a lot. Um, but I think that this is an example of a cover done really well. A cover of quite a difficult song to sing. Um, done really really well. Yeah, um, I agree. I think um, there's another song she has called "Love Me Better," which I'd recommend as well. I think. That's the one I featured uh, on Nine Nine before. So uh, that is Carrie Baxter. Song is called "My Future." Up next, we have a song from an artist called Monjola. It is called uh, "No You." Monjola actually has a new track out um, this week. Uh, previously, you may have heard Monjola on a Sibacal song alongside Tebby Rex, uh, maybe last month. Um, so here is uh, Monjola. Song is called "No You." Trying to find the words to say You've been hurt like a tooth decay And it's making it hard for me 
I hope that you'd understand You know your wish is my command But I don't know if you're right for me Oh, I hope that we can take this slow I just want you to get to know this side of me yeah. I know that it might take some time Cause love don't always work like it's some fantasy yeah. I wanna get to know you, past the physical I'm talking face to face, ain't no digital Spending time together is so critical And baby, you should see me twice a week And yeah, that's minimal I wanna get to know you Past the physical I'm talking face to face Ain't no digital Spending time together is so critical And baby, you should see me twice a week And yeah, that's minimal Yeah, I like to take my time and time myself And watch the clock go by And I'm a toughest habit Ain't a better fight, but that's alright are you okay? I know you up to late Talking about me to all your friends and all the shit you hate Don't take it personally We were never meant to be I'm not the one to double text My vision got in the way I guess I know what's best for me Truly speaking, this is my perspective speaking And I just wasn't feeling you the way that you were feeling me Your insecurities mixed with your immaturities Yeah, I told you that you need some therapy But you had to share your feelings with the Hennessy Well, if love is blind, I guess I must be colorblind I think it's time we need to redefine is it love, is it lust, or is it white wine? I don't know, but I'll be just fine I wanna get to know you, past the physical I'm talking face to face, ain't no digital We're Spending time together is so critical And baby, you should see me twice a week And yeah, that's minimal I wanna get to know you, past the physical I'm talking face to face, ain't no digital so that is Manjola. Song is called Know You. Um, as I said, Manjola is a Dublin artist. Um, that is actually a Debbie song. That came out in July. Has another song out this week. Uh, was previously involved in an events company called, or is uh, actively, I'm not sure, uh, called Cleavage Club, which was uh, they've done some events with District and uh, the cold room podcast as well i really like this song a lot i think there's a lot going on in terms of i love the um the switch up between different vocal styles there with the spoken word stuff and uh, there's a confidence that i really appreciate there i'm really looking forward to hearing more from monjola um m-o-n-j-o-l-a uh, is how it's pronounced um and more than anything i think i'm getting a sense that it isn't for me, a lot of um, there's a lot of music coming out of um, at the moment that's very much of the R and B flavor, and a lot of it can feel sometimes like it's just trying to ape something that they love, um, and I feel like there's an identity to this that is its own, and that's something that I am always looking for in music. Um, so I'm really, really love this. This Manjola. Yeah, I really like this too. Um... Like like yourself, I really enjoy the the vocal switch up. I think it's really seamless. Um, his vocals are quite beautiful at times. Like they're just so kind of smooth when he's singing, and then the the kind of more rapping portion of the track is just like it flows really well. It's it's not like jarring when he switches from one to the other. There's times where he's kind of doing both. I think it's really well produced as well. It's not overstated in any way. It's just sort of very, very smooth, very kind of not not chill, but like airing on that side of R&B. Um, very easy to listen to. Um, and then when you finish it, it's kind of like, oh, I'd, I'd actually really like another two or three tracks now to follow this. Um, 
So, yeah, I think it was produced with his brother, um, Moyo, if I have that right, M-O-Y-O, um, which is quite cool. And uh, he's worked with um, artists like Tebby Rex in the past as well. So I I, I see good things um, for this artist, for sure. Like it's it's just, it's it's a it's a sound that uh, Irish people are kind of leaning into a little bit more now. And this is definitely an example of it done well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Lovely. I think so. We both love that song. This Manjola song is called uh, Know You. Uh, our next track is a Dublin band called Magazines. The song is called Happy Alone. song from magazines called happy alone they actually have another song out this week called pink and blue um to give you uh, an overview from their own perspective of what um they say they're about um so, uh, they are a dumb band uh cat shane tom and dan uh, and they cite wolf alice the cure japanese house claro and uh the smoking pumpkins as influences um i really like this i think there's a lot of um there's enough, uh, I can hear enough of those influences also hear enough of something of their own strand in their in this DNA here. So I think this is a, a band I'll be watching out for. They also mentioned Just Mustard and Pillow Queens in their bio as something that they're interested in as well. So um, yeah, I think this is, this is really promising. Um, um, and so I'm looking forward to hearing more. I've heard the song that's coming out this week and it's probably better than this actually. So uh, I'm... I'm looking forward to hearing more from this band called Magazines. Not a great name, but anyway. I I like the name. Hard, I really like hard the name. To Google. <laughs> That's all. I'm yeah, oh that that is true. I did find that. But I mean, I, I feel like magazines should have been taken by now, right? It's it's nice when you hear a band name where you're like, Oh, I kind of assumed that that would already exist. Maybe there's a band called Magazine or something. I think there's probably but, a, um, a dozen bands called magazines, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you can probably guess if anyone out there knows me that I am fully about this track I really really like this this is I think actually my favorite of the songs that we're featuring this week um 
my pick of the week. You can definitely hear those influences from the likes of Wolf Alice and Japanese House and a bit of The Cure in there as well. I think Kat's vocals are really sweet and understated and melodic. Um, I love the small kind of subtle elect- electronic elements in it. It never takes over. It's just a kind of, it's just a little flavoring of it, like sprinkled through. The drums drive it forward really well. And while there is kind of a lot going on when you break it down between the guitar melodies and the drumming, it it really keeps pace and is actually quite a gentle listen. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really into this sound, really into hearing more from this band. Um, it's, so up my street you know so yeah really really liking magazines one of three new bands new kind of guitar bands in ireland that i'd be keeping by on new dad would be the other one who were on a bbc six music um feature with Stephen mac last week a session and um the other one i had in my head was sprints yeah so three kind of new guitar bands from ireland uh, of late that uh, i've been enjoying so that's um yeah, great. That is Magazine. The song is called Happy Alone. Up next is a track from a band called Nixer, who are an Irish duo producing remotely from Dublin and R and London. And this is a song called True Romance. Knocked on the door. The door opened as the mind emptied. Emptied the thoughts into a pen. Pen the thoughts into Okay, that is a band called Nixer. Song is called True Romance. Uh, they describe themselves as kind of new wave and fusion of synth guitars and vocals. Um, I I think with this one because it is that kind of electro style that very much feels like it's in the style of chromatics and that kind of like pulsating uh, rhythmic um, synth. Uh, kind of music uh, it's uh, there's a lot that has to get right here in terms of production for it to really lift um, I do like that there is some um, you know colloquial 
vocal stuff going on here but overall for me i don't really feel like it really works uh to the full effect that i was hoping for um i think it's just it's one of those things and it's something that's you know people ask me to you know give feedback and stuff like that and i think it can be really hard because a lot of it sometimes is just it is subjective and that you have to listen to yourself um and the, I think for me here, I just don't think the production and mixing is quite up to scratch um, to match those kind of sounds and some of the some of the guitars and stuff coming in sound a bit jarring um, on the arrangement. And I'm not really sure it goes anywhere ultimately. Um, and because usually with a song like this, when the production is so atmospheric, it would uh, carry the song um, to its end. But I kind of got, I found myself losing interest here in this song. So this is, yeah, Nixer's song. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think um, I can imagine a world in which this does work for me. I think though, I think for me it is the the lyrics and the vocals just don't really work for me. I don't, I don't actually mind the, um, the kind of jarring um, guitar line when it does come in. I was actually kind of grateful when the guitar line came in. I was like, okay, this is adding something new. It's building on a texture here. Um, and instrumentally, I think it's absolutely fine. It's not, it's not, you know, changing the world or anything, but it's not claiming to either. You know, it's, it's definitely wearing its influence on its sleeve and, and that's absolutely fine. But it's it's the vocals for me and maybe it just jars a little with the um, it's probably because of what you were saying about the mixing. um, But it just jars a little bit with the with the tone. And I'm not sure how much the lyrics are kind of I'm not sure what the lyrics are kind of telling me. um, And when when lyrics are kind of this forward in a track, I think I'd like them to say a little bit more than what these ones are. now that might that might be helped by just like slight tweaks in in production or in mixing but ultimately I don't think this is like a style of music that I would go for anyway so again this is very very subjective but this this track isn't it's it's not for me I'm afraid no but there's sorry but there's there's stuff to like here and there's st- there's like I'm not going to use the word potential, but like there's 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 a potential for me to like future stuff from this band. Uh, it just might not. It just isn't yeah. This I think, like I said, a lot of this kind of music is in the production of it, and uh, yeah, ly- lyrically, I think it does suffer a little bit um, to keep in your attention. Um, but that is a band called Nixer. That's just their third single, so um, they did send us on and ask to be included. So uh, they are included. <laughs> And so thanks for that. Um, Okay, up next is a song from Shane Devine. This song is called Late Night. I wanna to 
so that's that's Shane Devine with uh, Late Night. He is an artist from Derry. Um, and yeah, I don't know. To me, this is like immediately when I listen to it, I'm like, this is extremely radio friendly. I don't know if you get that as well. Um, it's kind of reminds me of like some like indie pop bands from like the latter era of like the indie landfill days um and I, I don't i don't mean that as a as an insult as everybody knows i love indie landfill music um but this it it, it it does remind me of that kind of like sweet pop guitar line um not quite indie music but like definitely airing more on the side of pop um i, I think it's well produced um the only thing it's missing for me is kind of a big hook i guess um but o- overall i think it's re- it's it's quite sweet it's quite um it's quite easy on the ears there's nothing i can't find anything offensive about it but i also can't find anything to kind of like jump up and down and be really excited about at the same time it's just it's it's kind of a, it's it's middling there for me but but that's absolutely fine you know that it it, it there's enough there that i'll want to listen to another single um and i can definitely hear this being played on yeah the um i think you're right in terms of the production here it's very much like um uh, it's got a nice bounce and warmth to it um and especially with the the lovely bass line and it's just got a generally kind of nice vibe to it so it makes it very 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 pleasant listen yes i think you're co- completely correct here it doesn't quite uh stand out beyond that uh, in terms of oh well there's something here that uh you know you will make you be very memorable um but I think it's it's a pretty solid uh, start to things for sure. Um, so that was Shane Devine. The song is called Late Night. Uh, up next, we have an artist called um, a band called Blonde Model, and the song is called uh, Let Me Keep You Warm. Thankful. I guess I'll start with this. Um, this is a band I've, I've listened to a bit. They've been around for about a year. Um, they they describe this as a sonic hook. Um, there's elements to this song that I like. Production is very competent and um, on point. I don't quite feel like I will return to it an awful lot is the only thing. Um, and that's 
it's it's all very pleasant and it's nice and but there's not enough there to really grip me and bring me back it's very it feels like very low stakes music um it's very like headphone music it's very friendly it's nothing too taxing um and i just can't really imagine myself going oh i really want to listen to that blonde model song um and yeah look that's my honest opinion on it that's how i feel about this i think it's nice and i think it's it's got a artistry and confidence to it that is a higher bar than some of the stuff we've had here but um um, and some of the stuff i get sent generally um so there's a competence and there's a confidence there which is great and but i just it's not really hitting the landing with me at all um and i think the reason this is included because they're one of these bands that uh, I've actually heard a lot of in terms of people seem to love them a little bit um, um, and are very excited about them. But I just don't really I am I am hearing it really right now. Um, that surprises me a bit. I thought I thought you'd like this more than that. Um, this song reminds me of an artist who I can't think of now. If I remember it, I'll put it in the show notes because it's really driving me mad. Um, but I. I do actually quite like this. Um, like it's, it is. I can see it being described as a sonic hug. It's, it's nice, gentle music. It's kind of, it's a bit summery, maybe for right now. Um, so maybe that's that's influencing me a bit. But you know, it's it's a gentle, summery, chilled out track. Um, I really like the vocals on it. Actually, I like how they. I like how I think they mix really well with the track. It's not too. Um, it's not too forward um and yeah it's this is probably a good song for the the word of the week last week apricity um the warmth of a, of the sun in a winter's morning um could be a nice kind I of gentle wake up song i think there's a definite element of that yeah the, there is a definite kind of this is more of a mood song than a than a song that's going to like completely like alter what you're doing in your day or anything it's it, it it's it's an it's a nice thing like i i enjoyed when when it got to the point in the playlist when i was listening through all these tracks i enjoyed when this came in it was a moment of kind of levity and a moment of calm and i just find it i find it quite a relaxing listen um yeah i do quite like yeah. it and i think that maybe makes sense because they the band have good numbers on spotify they've been featured on playlists like chilled makes pop complete hits. sense and yeah. um, lo-fiing so uh, not to necessarily say it's only playlist music but it's clearly music that can resonate easily yeah and there's there's a well. there's an audience and a listenership to to this style of music like it's not um it's not it's not exactly background music but it's that sort of mood music it's that sort of um i don't know just sort of, it's it's really hard to describe it i think i find actually it's quite it's quite chill it's chill quite wave. chill wave yeah actually, that's what it is like, yeah like remember those all those like youtube yeah, playlists cool. that would have been going around in like the early 2010s or the mid 2010s of like best chill wave songs and it's like a video of some i listen yeah i'm still it'd listening be like to some girl on a longboard <laughs> like just going down a hill and it's really sunny and really nice yeah, and really yeah. chill and it's a nice vibe it's um it's maybe I don't know, arguably you could say that it was a bit dated, but I don't really believe in those kind of things. I'm like, if you like chill wave music, make chill wave music. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, can, I can definitely see 
like the appeal of this song and I, I have a couple of playlists that are this sort of thing that I'll definitely be adding this to. Cool. All right. That is Blonde Model song is Let Me Keep You Warm. Uh, up next is a Carlo artist who is based in Arizona, a pop R&B artist and producer who has an album out uh, this week called Good Boy. Um, and this is one of the songs from it. It's called Me and You and the artist is called Pop Wallace. If this is happening, then please. If this is happening, then please. song is called me and you i'll be honest i was expecting pop wallace to be a kind of rap artist space on the name um but a bit more gentle kind of r&b kind of vibe bit lo-fi kind of thing to it um i think this is nice i would like to hear more of the album which i will uh, do uh, i think it's always very hard when somebody sends you something and it's a full-length album and you're like when am i gonna have the time to really listen to this properly so you need a way in so that's that's what i did here i picked this song as a way in um so i would be interested in hearing the rest i actually i don't know how i feel about this on its own i think it's it's uh it's it's nice and it shows some some nice melodies there um maybe musically a little bit um simplistic in terms of its arrangement um but it's it's not terrible and it's it's not it's somewhere in between i think at the moment but it's it's nice enough to leave an impression um but uh, i definitely would like to hear more from it to hear mm. to, to decide yeah I, I think there's a bit of finessing that needs to happen here but ultimately like the the bones are there um i think the melodies are good maybe in the chorus the instruments kind of overtake the vocals a little bit and it I, I found that part of the song maybe a little bit murky, a little bit muddy um, and a little bit difficult to get into. But um, but there's definitely enough here that, I'll, that I'd like to hear more. Yeah. Yeah. So that is Pop Wallace, uh, a, an artist from Carlo who now lives in Arizona. Um, and, and I think um, if I'm correct, um, Pop Wallace has worked with a few different people before. Uh, Cheese Moore, who is an artist, uh, kind of rap artist that we've featured on the site before, is also one of the people that he's worked with uh, in the past. Um, took a 10 year hiatus from from making music and started creating in March during lockdown. So Fair Play to him has started a, a, la- a collective label called Poxy Records. <laughs> so that is Pop Wallace. I like uh, the idea of like is... Arizona people being like, 
poxy records like <laughs> just that that word yeah. being like used in in america i like that idea poxy, poxy. Yeah. Uh, sorry americans <laughs> well so it's not a word you hear americans say often no um, it isn't so um okay our next song is from a band called starlings this is called shifts it's always a little frightening just before you go insane but i'm still standing here in the rain Drowning in shame Who knows what tomorrow brings And who knows where we'll be Maybe back out at sea Just you and me Sometimes I get scared I don't know which route I should take Plot a course to reach my destination The wind's picked up so I'll sail on It's always a little Frightening just before you go insane But I'm still standing here in the rain Drowning in shame Okay, that is a new band called Starlings who sent us on asking specifically could they be featured on this. Um, they are a four-piece uh, indie rock band. Um, straight out the gate, I know that it isn't something that really chimes with me at all. It's not really my kind of vibe. Um, and I know sometimes you kind of, when you're when you're getting sent loads of music, you kind of have to look at what their influences are, look at what they're saying about themselves, and you kind of get an impression where they're coming from. Uh, this band Starlings say that their um, influences include John Mayer, Oasis, Blink-182, NoFX, and the Pixies. Most of those aren't going to be something that I'm personally interested in. Don't hear a lot of that really here. I hear more like kind of folky indie kind of sound here. Um, it's not really, vocally, it's not really something that I... Uh, enjoy uh, if I'm honest and that's just a personal preference so I don't really enjoy this kind of stuff there's a lot of this kind of music uh, made in Ireland that I get sent and it's just not for me and that's uh, where I would fall on it um, Andrea what about yourself? I like this more than you do um, yeah I, th- I, d- I definitely don't see like in this track anyway I know that this is part of a f- I think a four track EP uh, but in this track anyway I don't really see any of those influences I definitely I could hear more of a maybe a, a, like a little more folk a little more indie a little like a little bit more emo maybe not like not screamy emo but it, as in emos in like kind of bright eyes and that sort of thing um, especially in the lyrics uh, there are lyrics here that I like there are some that maybe feel a little bit clunky um, but that's okay um, I think the instrumentation works really well I think it builds to a really really nice final chorus um, I think it's a really sweet song yeah it's um, it would be more in my wheelhouse than yours um, not, not fully completely in my wheelhouse but I can hear I I can imagine a definite appeal of of this sound. Um and I think for what they are doing with it, they're doing well. Um 
like like I said on on another track, like it's not it's not breaking down barriers, not changing the world, but again, it doesn't need to. It just needs to be nice to listen to and enjoyable. Um, and I think it is both of those things. So yeah, I I haven't listened to the other three tracks um on the EP, but I'll definitely go and go and take a listen to them. Um, I'd I'd maybe like a bit more oomph with it, but this might just be the kind of calmer song on on the EP. So I won't won't judge them too harshly on that. Okay, that song is called Ships. It is from a band called Starlings. And um, up next we have a an intriguing prospect from an artist called Jimbo Jones. Um, Jimbo uh, sent this on and said he's just finished a concept album about gentrification in Dublin titled The Heat Debt of My Hometown. Um, a bit more background on it. It's an electronic album filled with field recordings, feedback, methods and detailed narrative that is waiting to be uh, unraveled. Uh, he's been working on it for over a year and says he's at a place now where he's incredibly proud of it. So he sent on a couple of tracks. Uh, one which is uh, called Dart is very uh, it's like a nine minute kind of um, electronic euphoria closing track. He's got he's using a lot of samples and stuff from existing um, sources. So uh, on the album overall, uh, well, well, you will hear some Emmett Kirwan from Dublin Old School on this song, who is Dublin Four. But apparently, there's also I haven't listened to the rest of the album yet, but there is some. Um, samples of Una Malali, uh, Hugh Cooney, Kojak and Brendan Gleeson from The Guard. Um, so it's an interesting prospect. I was intrigued by this because it's not something you hear that often. I like that somebody has come up with a, a concept of for something and is uh, pushing something a bit different. Um, so immediately the concept stands out. So we will listen now to a song from it called um, Who is Dublin For? from Jimbo Jones. I stick my head over the wall and the heat and the noise of the city hits me face like a hot gush of piss. The fuck did I leave that bike? It's on the corner where we met Dave the Rave. It's that boy probably brought me there. A check for the inefficient intermittent, get the patrols, then I head into the red brick water near the liberties. I am like a rabbit on a run. My next periscope went with the quick necks and checks And all those allies on the smoking steps Gone with the days, what, what, what? Sneaky circle down Mead Street the wrong way Past the traders that still peddle the wares Like giving the crooked stairs And my place of work where you can still get 12 inches of vinyl Grab the bike, it's still early light Vanilla on the back of the black pits Town is pulsing, moving the boys and girls are shouting Geared up to prove to them and their friends that they exist right now Down Georgia Street, Exchequer Slide into me lane, I spy me, high window sill, then I stop. I climb the bike, then I drop. Six cans for later, you see come four in the morning. I will be the man with six cans and a plan. Turn the toy corner past Andrew's lane and the cool gay kids of the LGBT. Lock the bike, central bank, cut into temple bar. Bodies on the cobbles outside the club. It's a basement, dingy, sweaty, sticky, absolutely perfect for ravens. The DJ builds a groove in a seamless nature until the place explodes and people jump, trying to get to the floor above them. Bass beats, hi-hat kicks and then it's lights on, shouts on one more tune and you spout out into the street. Dublin, 3.30 in the morning and everybody is desperately trying to find a session. Are we here? No, what there. This gap, that gap, you can come over here. Don't bring the riffraff.
Okay, that is Jimbo Jones. The song is called Who is Dublin For? An interesting concept taking some uh, dialogue from uh, Emma Kirwan from Dublin Old School and putting it with um, his own compositions. I like the idea of this. Um, I It's kind of, it's one of those interesting ones that is, I know the intention of the music, it seems, is to kind of have that kind of feel recording, maybe exploratory uh, vibe to it. Um, and on, on for one listen, it certainly works uh, well, but I, I do find that it's a little bit jarring in terms of like the sample is used that Emma Kieran talked about nightclubs and stuff like that. And you've got music that's very much like more introspective, and that can be fine. Um, I just it's just something I noticed there is like whether it's the right fit for something like that. It's quite. I don't know if the music quite holds your attention enough. It's kind of a mood. It's kind of a. Um, it's it's something that kind of sets a mood. That 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 kind of uh, arrangement there, the way it kind of follows through, and it's very meandering in a pleasant way. Um, but. Yeah, I, I find it interesting. I'm not sure if uh, it's something that I would, you know, go back to an awful lot. But I think in the concept, the way the concept of an album is and a, an album about uh, gentrification in Dublin, it could be an interesting listen that could work quite well. So we'll have to see what the rest of the album is like. I love this. I really love this. I really love how it builds. I like how it starts out. Like, I think it really captures an anxiety that I, that I find both kind of obviously difficult to listen to, but also I can connect with it very well. It does, it starts out quite anxious, very rooted in space and place. And you can feel yourself standing on the dart with Tara Street kind of coming into view. Um, I think the use of field recordings mixed with the, mixed with the vocals or the poetry works really well. Like the journey itself is musical, but it's rooted again in its surroundings. It it captures that feeling of like listening to music in, in public, but like rushing around the city and being among people and, and crowds and the kind of the anxiety of it and those images of the city and the emotions. Um, musically, I love how the percussion kicks in around Kieran's voice and how it's kind of using his words to guide the rhythm. I think the the track overall I find really clever and effective and really emotive. Um, and it, it kind of, it made me think about and miss Dublin City in its sort of for better or worse state. And a, a lot of that is to do with the words of Emma Kieran, obviously capturing Dublin so perfectly and so brilliantly in the way that he has always done. But I think that the, how, how, how this, how the sample is used, how the, how the kind of field recordings come in and out and kind of bring you in and out of the city or in and out of the crowd or wherever you might be. And, you know, like that, that, that moment when you get kicked out of the nightclub and, you know, you're, you're looking for a house party and someone's saying no riffraff. I felt that moment there. I felt like completely transported back to being outside the Twisted Pepper when I was 22. And it was just this kind of, yeah, I, I, f- I found it really, really effective, actually, for for what it's trying to do. I think it does it brilliantly. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely be listening to more of this. I'll definitely be listening to the full um, the full project when 
when it's out or yeah i don't think have it already or? i don't think it's near completion yet but he did send it on okay. asking for uh, if we could uh include um so we said we would so there you go um, yeah I, I i think this is really really promising it's um i think it's it's doing what it's doing really 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 well um and yeah more please so that is Jimbo Jones. The album is titled The Heat Death of My Hometown. So you can look out for that soon. Um, so yeah, uh, we have two songs left. Uh, up next is an artist from Belfast called B, um, uh, B-E-A. And this song is called Ghost. that is an artist called B who describes herself as a hazy folk pop artist from Belfast and um, influences include um, the Northern Irish act Foy Vance and Hosier and Jeremy Kennedy and Maggie Rogers and Phoebe Bridges so um, yeah I'm definitely hearing some more some uh, I'm hearing a lot in the last year of uh, influence of Dermot Kennedy on new Irish pop artists that kind of very forthright uh, pop melody that you can hear on that song um, I'm hearing that a lot at the moment there's another um, artist called Luz who does it quite well um, and this is the latest of the kind of style that I've heard 
Uh, I think this is nice. This is a, a nice tune. Um, maybe a little bit uh, low tempo for me to really, I don't know, drag me into, oh, I want to hear this again. Um, it's a nice opening gambit, I would say from this article. Yeah, I think this is a lovely song. It's quite straightforward, but there's really quite beautiful imagery in the lyrics especially. Um it's quite delicate in its touch. It's the vocal harmonies on it are very sweet. Um but it still manages to be quite tactile and impressionistic. The vocals sometimes on it remind me a little bit of Saint Sister. Um and I think it's yeah, it it maybe doesn't have that huge kind of moment in it that you'd expect but I think if this had a big a big moment towards the end or something it might have like passed into like the maybe like the cheesier aspects of Dermot Kennedy that I don't like so I'm kind of glad that that didn't happen um I think this is really lovely I think it's really promising um I'd I'd love to hear a, a full album from this artist um I think yeah I really really like it I think it's great Okay, um, that is Ghost from B, um, so B-E-A, um, so that song is actually out at the end of this one, so you can hear that in full um, when it's out, um, so yeah, B, that was good. Um, our final track in our demo dip is from Kaylee Noble, who is an artist that we've, uh, I featured before, uh, with uh, she sang on the A Thousand Beasts, the Cork producer song, uh, Tokyo, um, this is a uh, kind of probably the poppiest thing we're going to play on today's um, demo dip so uh, it is from Katie Noble and it's called Ride On My Own I think there's uh, again I'm going to use that word confidence to it that um, I think it's Katie Noble's found a sound that suits her voice quite well and um, has gone with that it's kind of got that like it reminds me a little bit of uh, Banks that artist that kind of chorus where it's kind of like a it's got a bit of a a light drop we say um but I think this is really nice and I, 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 I'm interested in it. It has, 
a it says the song is about uh, a girl who's found strength and a second wind in her step through a traumatic suppressive relationship that put her in a weak position um by an archaic idea that supports female compliance um so a kind of a a more nuanced um idea behind distilled into a very simple kind of line right of my own um i think it's quite good i really like it it's kaylee noble yeah yeah i like it too um the video's gas she seems like a gas gal um and yeah, like you said, you know, quite quite a gentle drop there, but um, it's it's distilling that message into a hook that works, and into a song that is, you know, danceable and easily listenable. But also, you can kind of take you, you can take that kind of empowering message from it if 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 you want to. Uh, this wouldn't usually be like the tight the style of music that I listen to, but for what it's doing within that world, um, I do I do really like and. Uh, yeah, I really like it. Cool. All right. Well, that was Kaylee Noble. Uh, if you want any more inf- information on any of the artists we featured here, uh, hit up the show notes on the podcast and you'll get uh, links where possible. Not not every artist sends in uh, full information about themselves still um, or links to their Twitter or Instagrams, um, which is no one really cares about Facebook anymore. Let's be honest. Uh, mm. No one really sends their Facebook anymore. But I think actually, was- Niall, while we're while we're here and while we're on the topic, what what for you makes a good email? What what for you will make you listen to? make you want to listen to something what needs to be included in that email because I think that that like I I know for me if I just get an email that's like I have a new track and then a link to a SoundCloud without any context I'm a bit I'm I'm probably I'm much much less likely to listen to it whereas for me if they include kind of if you like these bands you might like this or here are our influences and that kind of thing I find that that really helps because if somebody says my influences are and it's like some death metal bands or something I'm like well I'm probably not the right journalist to get in touch with um but if I see my influences are you know Bright Eyes and Father John Misty and Phoebe Ridders I'll be like okay yeah I'll I'll check this out yeah um I think for me it's very much like clear concise information links to streaming um a a link to a photo i think what's really effective actually is you know like youtube um previews often come up in emails and on gmail which i use and that can help color the uh oh you see something maybe it catches your eye a little bit in terms of as long as it's i mean i don't demand that it has to be personal because i can't demand anything but like i I prefer I prefer when something is personal, but it like I know I get loads of emails. It's fine as long as they know who they're contacting, and if there's a little bit of bio information, like the worst thing you get is uh, a band to send you. Here's a link to our EP, like you said, and no no link to images, no bio, no nothing, no context for anything, just um, a link, and you're like, well, like it doesn't really inspire confidence to like, there's no background, there's no um, information about it. So you're kind of like, well, it's, it's hard. Then you have to work harder to kind of go, okay, what is this band? Where are they even from? Like, it's very simple in a lot of ways. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I've said it many, many times before, but just keep it simple. Send on links to uh, streaming links, not download links, even when it comes to that, 
I would even avoid using Google Drive because I've often found, I don't know if this is the same with just me, but over the years, like you go to play a song on Google Drive and it just stops working. Um, and so you just want to make sure that people don't have to click a huge amount. Don't use PDF, EPK, stuff like that. It's all like, they, they're still out there. Even I've seen people use the Adobe Spark EPKs, which are just like one pagers on a website, which can be really good and really effective. So I think that can work really well. Uh, look, it's keeping it as simple as possible. Yeah, simple as possible, but with as much information as possible. You don't need too much superfluous information. You don't need to know that, you know, this this person started learning the guitar at 14 and so on and so forth. It's just sort of like, what 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 is this music now? Where is this music? What What, what is this music saying about this person's point in their career or in their artistry? Good links as easy as possible for people to listen to it. Uh, I mean, I, I don't get nearly as much as you do in terms of like things being submitted, but I can definitely notice a difference with the the kind of PR emails that I'm more likely to say, yeah, I'll listen to this. Um, also, link, if, if you've been featured on sites or stuff before, throw them in as well, because if there are places that I read, I'll be like, oh, okay, I'm, I, I'm, I might have missed that. I'll go, I'll go and check that out. But even if not, if it's your very, very first single and you don't know what to say, literally just who you are, where are you coming from, what the project is, um, a good, a good picture and an easy link. And that is, that is enough. Yeah, absolutely. It's all very simple. It's all very straightforward. Um, and that's the way it should be done. So, uh, but again, yeah, like mu- music promotion is very very difficult um yeah and I do but look, feel it's, for the PRs who are look, trying to get everyone, good music everyone like radio people want different things they want wav downloads i think it's look it's a case of offering options and that's what you do and then yeah um, no, we all want something different but just make it easy for everybody it's not that hard um certainly don't uh put keep if there's a link to a music keep it at the top of the email not at the very end so i like mm-hmm. i've had it a few times recently where i was like i really want to hear this song that they're talking about but i can't find the link to it um, sure yeah in the email so that can be quite difficult sometimes but anyway look that's 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 what happens sometimes and that's all fine that is fine so listen um what else has been consuming you in the last uh while Anything, anything on the horizon, anything fun happening for you? What's been consuming me? So it's been two weeks. So I'm trying to think back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A few things, actually. So I watched a film called Ready or Not. Is that it? Oh, yes. I've seen this. Yes, yes. Horror film. Uh, very fun. Absolutely loved it. Thought it was really clever. Thought all the performances are great. Thought the ending was brilliant. Uh, it was really, really, really funny as well. So I think I watched that um, last weekend. And then it was my birthday. So I got to choose the movie. And I wanted to watch Midsummer. Um, which, have you seen Midsummer? I have, yes. What did you make of it? Um, I think it stayed with me in terms of its vibe and mood. But story-wise, probably didn't really do it for me. Mm. I I really really loved it and I feel like it's so people have such divisive opinions on it and and on him as a director as well um I know a lot of people have quite divisive opinions on his other film Hereditary which I haven't seen but Hereditary's brilliant it's so good yeah. yeah but then a lot of people say it's brilliant up to a point or there's parts of it that aren't and blah blah, blah but I'll, I'll just have to go and watch it but I loved Midsummer. um I thought Florence Pugh was 
excellent. Like she's obviously the best thing about the film is is Florence Pugh. But just I don't know, just the whole aesthetic. I, like it's got a I'm a sucker for a good final shot in a film, which I actually ready or not had as well. Um a nice like empowering lady final shot with some darkness thrown in. So I really enjoyed that. Um what else have I been doing and consuming? Oh, I read Ellen Coyne's book. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Are you there, God? It's me, Ellen. It's excellent. It is really, really, really brilliant. I cannot recommend it enough. Um, it is the story of how Ellen Coyne, who is a journalist, an Irish journalist, um, sort of realized in the run-up to the Eighth Amendment that actually she is a Catholic and how she kind of grapples with her feminism, her allyship to LGBTQ rights, her kind of the the issues like long long standing issues with the church that a lot of us have here in Ireland, and how her Catholicism and those things can can work and also don't work. Um, it's got really great interviews with people in the church. There's a brilliant interview with uh with a lady um who is a I don't know if the right word is vicar, but she's a Church of Ireland priest. Anyway, yeah. Uh, apologies if anyone's Church of Ireland. I, I I think maybe they're they're vicars, but um, this this lady who performs like clandestine um like marriages for queer people, like at nighttime and stuff, and it's just it's this whole other world and a whole other side to religion that I think I had just sort of like stamped away and written off um, and it really really opened my eyes to what kind of modern Catholicism is doing but also what it needs to do um, it's a really genuinely eye-opening book and I highly highly recommend reading it great lovely yep uh, sounds good um, I have been watching The Office US did I say this last time I can't remember hey um, no I don't think so I think I was telling you to watch it yeah, I'm, uh, I've been enjoying its uh, short running time and uh, I'm on season three. <laughs> like, nearly, nearly finished it. So I just. Oh, been... the saddest season, Niall. It's so sad. Is it's... it? Is it? Yeah, J- Jim is off in his new office. And oh, he's, he's back already in this, in this he's one. He's not so, with but... Pam and it's, yeah. oh, it's sad. It's sad. Yeah. Well, I'm really enjoying it. It's nice yeah. and easy, an easy watch. Um, I think there's so many uh, things that are just. Oh, I did. I did watch something that was something I was meant to watch uh, at Halloween, which I only watched uh, this week. Um, and it is a good spook. If you want a good spook, it's it's a it's a mixed bag because it's an original. Um, I think it's about five, six years ago, Daniel Radcliffe did a, made a film called The Woman in Black, which is a yeah. remake. Yeah. So you may have seen that one. I but love the that ori- film. The original, I've never seen that one, but the original one that was on ITV was shown on, uh, I think, Christmas Eve um, in 1989. And uh, got, a, got a copy of it and watched it, and it is very scary. There's a Ooh. really good spook in it um just it's a bit like some of the acting is terrible in it but it, it's pretty good in terms mm. of the payoff so uh really enjoyed that the i've heard black. the the play if you go to see the woman in black like yeah i heard stage, about this yeah i've heard it's like 
properly like it will fuck you up kind of thing yeah. which i like i heard they have holograms in the in in, yeah. in the audience of the woman in black i'm like ah fuck that no but also yeah <laughs> yeah uh, i really enjoyed that um mm. so it's been great and i've watched uh two episodes of the queen's gambit and i'm not sure if i'm into it or not but i mean i'm watching it i'm watching mm. it I'm... oh the other thing i watched was um dating amber Finally got around to watching it. Um, Irish film about two uh, gay teenagers in, I think, the mid-90s. And they start dating each other as each other's beards and how they're kind of like grappling with that. Really, really, really sweet film. Like just so nice and heartwarming and lovely. And unlike some other films about ireland that we might have seen this this week come going around the place oh god um, it is it is so rooted in, in 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 kind of ireland and its colloquialisms but even if you're not from ireland i think you'll you'll really like it if and you know it's a really lovely queer narrative as well which um where you know the lesbian doesn't die and <laughs> those are pretty rare um <laughs> It's it's yeah the curse of the dead lesbian in in films is kind of it's it's a bit ridiculous but yeah I watched that and that was brilliant um what else did I watch I was watching loads but you know it's been two weeks um yeah I think that's it I actually yeah, I, yeah, I but... have actually just in the past week and a half finished my office rewatch so oh I'm, um, <laughs> I'm looking for something new to kind of replace that with so I'm mostly just watching like Channel Four comedy shows at the minute and Bake Off. Why not? Like that. Bake Off. Sure. What else do you need? Yeah, yeah. I I we started watching um, Fargo again because I want to watch the new ah, season. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's a great show. It's very good. I love yeah. Fargo. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Okay, um, well, I think that's it from us this week. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Andrea, and uh, thank you, Matt. Thank. Thank you, everybody who sent in their tracks for the demo dip vibe. So I yeah. appreciate that. And look, if we um, didn't like it, what do we know? Like, really, you know. No, we don't know. What are you talking about? <laughs> what do we know? You know, you've made They're at least like, one more song than we have made. So. Yeah, well, this is the thing. I think, you know, um, it's only our opinions and that's it. And like, it's fine. It's our opinion, um, yeah. You know, that's all you can go with. Um, but there you go. I hope uh, you found it useful. And um, we'll be back next week chatting we more new music stuff. So uh, thank you, Andrea. Thanks, Nile. Thanks, all listeners. Right. See you later. Bye.